Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we are looking into the question of what does it mean to be a godly woman? In a world that often provides conflicting messages about womanhood, we turn to God's word to discover his design and purpose for women. Mark, I know you're probably as scared as I am, but you ready? As long as we don't go Matt Walsh on this mug, let's go! Let's go! What is a woman? What, that is the Matt Walsh conversation that we're not having today. But we're not having what is a woman. We're having what does a godly woman look like. Yeah, because so, the last episode we did live at in oh, oh not in Getty. Revive Revival. Which this is the first time we sat back in the studio since Revive Fest. This is, yeah, three but, weeks man, we were trying later. to record that episode, and you were like, we got to get out. I'm like, no, I want I, I want to fight. Not really fight, but like, I'm well, like, we, I, I want to have a chit-chat. We had to get up on stage. So yep. it was like, bro, and we got to go. People were coming to the booth. We and they, to go. Well, they opened the they opened, opened the, the gate early on an us. hour early. They opened it early on us. And we had people coming to the booth, and we're like, uh, we're not ready for you people. Hang on a sec, peeps. But man, dude, Revive Fest was it was awesome. It was, man. A, it was, it was unreal. Yeah. It was, it was a way better experience than we even dreamed of having. Yeah. It'll uh, be, maybe we dreamed of it. We, it, we may have dreamed about it. I, I, think, I think we'll be a little bit better next year. Maybe a little bit more polished. I'm, I'm going to get a lot bigger bubble machine. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, well, that's what I'm, I'm talking gonna about. We're, we're going to have more, uh, if we get stage time again, which I hope we do, we're going to have more fun Papa things Graham, to do on, you out there. on stage because that was fun. That like, was I had a so blast. much fun. I mean, I hope everybody okay. else had a blast that was there. I mean, we, we, we definitely gave them a lot of giggles. Yeah, we, we had did. a lot of giggles. Yeah, we did. We had a lot of fun. <gasps> okay, remember how um, I borrowed the the hype crew? Oh, who? What, the hype, I uh, their what name. were their names? I don't know, but they were engaged. They were going to get married. Um, was it Adam? And Brooke? Hey, I don't remember. Homeboy name started with an A. We we met so many people during Revive Fest. But anyway, yeah, there's only like 3,000 people there over the course of the weekend. It doesn't matter. You know who you are. But we got but, to borrow their, their little candy satch. Dude, okay. So I was at church the next morning, yeah. and I'm sitting there going, why am I in pain? Like, my arm hurt, like my shoulder. Oh, from tossing and I'm stuff. like... I dang threw my shoulder out because I am an old well, was 31 it year that, old fart. Or was it when we were trying to file, fire the t-shirts out into the crowd? Oh, no, that one didn't hurt too bad because I wasn't trying to go super far. I was doing target that, throws with see, those See, that's, that's why I was kind of doing that. I was like... I was kind of doing the underhand to not the throw old, my shoulder. The old man toss. Heck yeah, the, the, the referee football toss. Except the for the one where I was like, all right, here we go. I'm going to be like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Way out in the crowd with that one last t-shirt. So. People, some people have no idea what we're talking yeah, about. No. But when we were at Revive it Fest... Uh, well, side note... Um, we got to meet so many of you guys. We had some people that mm-hmm. we met last year, like Claudina. We met. We were able to meet. Hi, Claudina. Um, my what? wife loved the fudge. By the way, oh, it's not that I didn't. And the coffee that we got. Oh, oh, oh. But, but wait. Oh, one story here. This is the best story, right? Is it the, so, is it, is it the funnel? Pickle? Yeah, it is, yes! bro. So we're up on stage and we're like, hey, let's just make a joke about like, hey, we're Baptists. Because obviously, we like we're to gonna eat. make a joke. We're Baptists. We like to eat. So, like, we take gifts. Usually we say, we were, like, up on stage. We're, like, usually we like to say, if you want to send us coffee and fuel the conversation. But today, you know, them funnel cakes are smelling I'm pretty like, good. Your boy, if anybody wants your to bring boy us loves some funnel cake. We got, like, three funnel cakes, man. It People was brought awesome. like three funnel cake. It was great. And then, then and we were then, like, "Hey, there's taco truck over there. You can bring us tacos." <laughs> but, then, but we, we never had, got tacos. But how, we many, didn't get how many bags brisket. of coffee did we get brought to us? I think it was like five or six bags of coffee we got. 
Um, so Nathan, oh shoot, Nathan, what's, De- oh deal? shoot, well yeah, but they brought Nathan, what's your wife's name, bro? I'm blanking. Oh they crap, brought I feel a, awful. They brought two. Two, and then Claudina brought us one. one. And then we got an Italian roast from Italy. From Italy. From, she's like, I went dope. to Italy and I brought you one because you guys said you like coffee yesterday, so I brought you like an Ooh, actual Italian coffee. It I'm is like, good. It is some good crap. I was like, where's my mocha pot? And then, um, I don't think Miss Debbie brought us any. No, but I no. ate her out of Skittles. <sighs> yeah, I, I ate Miss Debbie. Miss Debbie got to watch you. That Lutherans, man, they do some good candy at their booth. <laughs> oh, Brian and Debbie. Good old oh, Brian them. and Debbie. You know, I actually was beat bopping around on like a couple Lutherans websites. Don't ask me why. I just was, and Did I'm you like, find them? well, no, you know, Miss Debbie's on staff at a church. What? Yeah. So Miss Debbie and Brian were she's the people. Like, she's not a, like pastoring. But she's one of the support staff. They're the uh, LCMS. Is that what it is? Is that the LCMS? The Michigan District for the. Uh, Lutheran Church, Missouri yes. Synod. So they were right next to us last year when we were yep. at in Getty Fest, now Revive Fest. And then this year at Revive Fest, and I, I as long as we're going at Revive Fest, uh, we request we to be request by the Lutherans. To be by the Lutherans. Stick us by the Lutherans. They are like our family now. Miss Debbie. They are. Miss Debbie. And Brian. Did she spoiling your kids? Man, she was great. They were all great. I mean, it was just phenomenal. It was a phenomenal time. Uh, if you guys did not get to join us, hopefully next year you guys have already started to make plans to uh, come and do an actual hangout. We actually had uh, two of our listeners, the McCoys, Yep, uh, came and hang out in the tent all day. Awesome, Kale, pretty all much all day. day. And I loved it. So it was cool. like, we really uh, had we, a hangout. We, we ditched, dude. We, we were bouncing, doing workshops. And, and we put them to we, work. We, we put on a ping pong event with the lead singer of Sidewalk Profits. That was pretty cool. That was awesome. Yeah. And we were just like ditching and going and doing stuff. And, and, and we were letting... The McCoys and, 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 run the booth. Yep, yeah, Austin Kale like, and, and whatever's hanging out doing it. Next year, Beth is already like, I, I will be there. Absolutely. We the, just couldn't with The Lennox. best part was is like, all right, you you know what this whole show is about. So you, you can tell, tell people them, you can tell it. people like firsthand experience of what you think about it. And, and we're just gonna go do our thing. It was it was an absolute was joy, great. man. So, it was so much fun. So if you did not go, they are they already are selling tickets. They had a massive sale the weekend of the festival. It was, so it was only for people at it was like what forty percent off or something like that. Normal yeah. tickets. Yeah. And so I think you can still get tickets for like thirty five bucks a pop for a two day festival. Yeah, that's not bad at all. No, man. not bad. Not, no. With, not with the bands they're bringing in. No, they have not released the bands yet. Nope. Matt, I want Skillet, bro. I want Skillet. I want did Disciple. You see, did you see I put Skillet in there too? Man, we were both like thinking John Cooper all the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And then your the wife way. went back to like 1990 with. But is it though? Because I mean, no, they're still no, touring. Okay. Right? I'm not going to lie. And Stephen she, Curtis Chabin's having a revival on TikTok because of a couple TikTokers. But here, here's the other thing too, right? If, I'm like, if you Mark, brought if you brought Michael W. Smith and and Stephen Curtis Chapman to a festival, you know how many people would flock there because of the number of, right. of old school Christians. I get that they're, but you're gonna lose that. Are you gonna lose old, a whole demographic because of it? But, you know, but Skillet is kind of old too. Think about it, right? But Look, they put on a about, freaking show. Yeah, but they're old. Have you ever been to a Michael W. Smith concert? Because he puts on a show. He does put on a show, and so does Stephen Curtis Chapman. They both do a phenomenal job with their shows. So I'm just saying, like. They're it would kind of, be cool. They're kind of I like would enjoy early it. I would enjoy it. I would enjoy just about anybody that is past, present, or future. I want to see Tibbies. I want to see John Tibbs. At, you know at what? Revive Fest. Here's the cool thing, guys. You guys are not going to completely miss out, those of you who can make it to Revive Fest, because in the coming because weeks, what? we have two interviews shut, set up with, with two of the artists from Revive Fest. They're going to be on the podcast well, all right. talking about to you guys about their story because uh revive fest had two different stages they had the main oh, stage yeah. and then like the side stage and there's right. a couple of on the side stage that we're interviewing right yeah and yeah, so, we also so, sat down with the the drummer the og 
like started the band by yeah of Sanctus. Sanctus Rio, so which by was now, awesome. By now that episode should have dropped in a bonus. Yep. But we're gonna talk to um, uh, Joe Jarvis in a couple weeks. Yep. Uh, he was one of the the artists. Uh, so if you haven't heard of him before, he's uh, kind of an up and coming. He's out of Detroit, Michigan, and then uh, Joshua Whitehead. I think he's in two weeks, two or three weeks from now, somewhere up in there, somewhere between two and six weeks is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do ranges here. Because I love it. We suck at trying um, to nail yeah. it down. Rawr. 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 So for those of you who just started Rewind listening, it. go back to some dinosaur episodes. Yeah, the Nephilim. Yeah, the Nephilim episode. Rawr. But anyways. Uh, so Joshua Whitehead should be on in the next several weeks to talk about his story. And he, uh, was actually from Elkhart, Indiana, not too oh, far I didn't from, know that. Yeah, okay. not too far from where, where I Mark cool, and I are. So sorry, I'm sniffing guys. And then, uh, he just recently moved to Nashville to start the CCM music making process, which you basically go to Nashville. You go to Nashville. So. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. We're gonna get some guys on here to to have some convo. And we're still working on some other interviews. One with Kara Snyder about anxiety yeah, and depression. I'm still working yeah. on her to get her onto the show. We got a couple other episodes that we're trying to line up with interviews because that's what you guys requested. And it seems yeah. like every time we like, hey, what should we do? You guys do interviews, and we try really hard, and then we get a bunch, and then we don't do any for like ten months. So we're trying, it's, it's, <laughs> we're trying to but, make, but let's make be it honest, more normal. It's hard to do something. It's hard to it line is. people up. In our crazy lives and the schedules we have of reaching out and finding somebody on who's going to be interested. Nights. Yeah, right. On a Friday night, exactly. Date night. It's everybody's date night. And they're yep. like, oh, man, 630 is like usually the time we shoot for for all our interviews. That way it's not too late. But but so we're very thankful for the guys who and, and the ladies because, you know, we had Tim and Sarah Carroll recently and then going yeah, yeah. all the way back to like um, I mean, I know like you guys had other interviews where we've done them like during the week, like uh, uh, episode 11, Justin. Oh shoot! I'm blanking on his last name for whatever reason. Herman? About yes, just Justin Herman about how do like basically how do we parent kids in the digital age? Oh, that was and like then you sat down with Paul and you guys just sat in your three kitchen episode. for three four hours recording three all those. Ep- yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it's been a whole lot of fun with this journey, guys. It, it really has been. been and laundry. today you guys are in for a special treat. Fuller, you don't even know that they're in for a special treat. I'm kind of scared. You guys are in for a special treat, and that's the simple fact of. Fuller has to go to bed early like he's a child tonight. Yes. So we got to keep the banter short. We got to not, not get 20 minutes. So I'm cutting the banter off now at the 10:43 mark. We're going to read the review. I'll read the review. We're not drinking coffee tonight because nope. um, Fuller We're, literally has to go to bed in an hour and a half. I, I, have so, to, yeah, I have to be up and at work at 430. In the morning, so I'm going to so. read the review and then I will toss you the ball back over. We'll keep rolling. How about that? <laughs> good, good luck to me. <laughs> All right, man. So this was left back on March 16th, 2023 over an Apple podcast by gringo Billy Bob. It says <laughs> Billy Bob. no one keeps it as real as Mark and Fuller. Well, I'm going to keep it real. You spelled my name wrong, boss, but mm-hmm. no one keeps it. Uh, no one keeps it as real as Mark and Fuller. The best part is that they don't always agree. So you sometimes get two different views on the same topic. Keep my- up the great work. God bless. Just like always, wherever you leave a, or wherever you leave, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and shoot, you can even do it on Facebook. Please leave us a rating review. It does let us know we're doing okay. Like if we ain't yeah. deserving that five star, let us know. Uh, Spotify lets you comment on episodes now, so that's a whole lot of fun to get people's feedback and comments or whatnot. But when you leave a rating and review, it not only makes us feel good, because it does, but it also gets us into the ears of other listeners who need to hear it as well. And if you leave a review, send us an email, realtalkchristianpodcast, gmail, but realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. Ooh, it's rough getting back up on this yep. bike tonight, apparently. And we will hook you up. Oh, send us your address, and we will hook you up with a mini swag bag. That's right. I'm done. Fuller, 
Take it away, good sir. What's All today's right. episode about? <clears throat> so we're talking about what does it mean and what does it look like to be a godly woman? And we don't know because we're due. So, so end of episode. So, See you guys so, later. Yeah, shortest episode in, in <laughs> all of RTC history. Uh, so no, so in many instances in the church, we hear about the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, that that big old long story like, hey, I guess get dating goodbye because I'm the Proverbs 31 woman. But not. I just love the joke of you don't get me at my Proverbs 31 until you get him at the judges four, <laughs> right. whatever that is. With right. that JL driving the the, Heck the, yeah, the, the, the nail through the dude's head. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that is Beth. So, but what 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 is like Beth the, will nail your head. You think of Proverbs 31, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you don't, but but some people do. And but what does that actually mean? And what does it look like in a practical sense, right? So let's. We should probably start by so, reading. So is that what we're doing today? Is Are we pretty much just going to talk we're gonna, about... We're going to break down... Just Proverbs 31, we're, like we're not going to get to other verses well, or whatnot? We, 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 we yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, we're going to get it to a few here and there, but it's not going to be like... It's going to be dealing really with, with the Proverbs 31 woman uh, with, with some surrounding verses, but uh, mostly that because of the whole Proverbs 31 woman, woman. And there, and there's a whole ministry uh, with, uh, was it Lisa Turkers who does Proverbs 31 ministries? Yeah. Absolutely so, phenomenal so, ministry. So, you know, if, if you're talking to any Christian woman, the standard answer I've ever heard, right, or most time I hear is like, uh, I've watched my wife go to people and be like, okay, so uh, what does it look like to be a, a good woman, like a good godly woman? And they're like, well, Proverbs 31. Or like when I was growing up, my dad's like, you want to make sure you marry a Proverbs 30 woman woman. And so it's like, what does that mean? I don't what is, know. I failed. The what first does time. that look? What does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's too easy. Take two. <laughs> Let's try again. That one was for Beth. You're welcome. If at first you don't succeed, <laughs> try, try again. Start a podcast, <laughs> interview somebody and then marry her. That's so, what I did. Bunch of bad jokes. But, but, it's, but it is true. I mean, no. I remember back in youth group talking about yeah. like when, when we would separate, you know, dudes night and girls night, we were talking about, you know. Bro, you got to find you a Proverbs 31 woman. I mean, now a lot of times guys don't want to be a Proverbs 1 through 30 dude. Heck no. But, 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 at the, but, you know, at the end of the day, with this whole conversation, the idea is the fact of if you're looking for someone to be a good wife and be a good spouse, you might as well, well go to the passage where it flat out just says, who can find a good wife? Right. And then it talks. Yeah. About it. So, I mean, before we, uh, before we dive into it, I'll kind of give you where, where this idea comes from. Yeah. It's, it's a pronouncement or sayings that King Lemuel's mother taught, uh, taught to him. Uh, and we see that uh, in Proverbs 31.1, if you want to read yeah, that. Yeah, it says fast. the word of King Lemuel, the pronouncement that his mother taught him. And right. then it's then it continues. Says, what should I say, my son? What son of my womb? What son of my vow? So she's really setting the picture of, it's kind of like in earlier in Proverbs, it's like, my son, listen to my wife's advice. So the king... The king's right. mom is like basically and sit down, shut up, and listen to all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you what what to look for in, in a good yeah. woman. That's and this, so that's where all this is surrounding, right? And yep. so uh, let's we're going to dive in through uh, th- uh, Proverbs 31 chapter or chapter verse 10 chapter through 31. 31. Yeah, verses. I have 10 my through actual 31. Bible tonight. Yeah, you do. I mean, it's all the same right here. Is it? Well, I, I know CSB, but go for it, bro. Uh, so it says, uh, who can find a wife of noble character? She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will not lack anything good. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. He will not lack anything good. She rewards him with good, not evil, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from far away. She rises while it is still night and provides food for the household and provisions for her female servants. She evaluates a field and buys it. She plants a vineyard with her earnings. She draws on her strength and reveals 
that her arms are strong. She sees that her profits are good and her lamp never goes out at night. She extends her hand to the spinning staff and her hands hold the spindle. Her hands reach out to the poor and she extends her hands to the needy. She is not afraid for our household when it snows for all in her household are doubtedly clothed. Uh, she makes her own bed coverings, her clothing in fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the city gates where he sits among the elders of the land. She makes and sells linen garments. She delivers belts to the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she can laugh at the time to come. Her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instructions of her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household and, ne and is never idle. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. For women have done noble deeds, but you surpass them all. Uh, that was quotes like the husband praising her. Mm -hmm. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but the woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Give her the reward of her labor and let her works praise her to at the city gates. Now, doesn't every woman out there just feel inspired? I mean, I will say that th what's really fun and that I noticed when you were reading is the fact of she's graceful, she's gorgeous, she's kind, but she's also built like a freight train. Yeah, she's getting stuff done. Well, she's no, taking no. care like, of things. My favorite verse and the whole thing about this is, uh, is it verse uh, 17? She draws on her strength and reveals that her arms are strong. So <laughs> girls like a mini, <laughs> like, like she's built like a fridge. Probably, yeah, somewhat. Like girl does CrossFit. Anyway, girl does CrossFit. It's, girl makes her own clothes. No, it's linen fit. Okay, it wasn't Lin CrossFit linen back fit. there. <laughs> it's Israeli fit. There That's the problem. Thirty-one Israeli fit. <laughs> yeah, Yahweh, uh, Yahweh Fitness. Yahweh Fitness. But but you know, but when you read all of this, you know, I, I think there's a couple different mindsets that people can get. I know right. we're gonna break it down a little bit. Yep. Number one, I could almost see girls struggling with the complex of I could never be that person. Right. You know, like, like, like the, the, this passage paints this beautiful picture of what the perfect woman should be. And it's almost like, a I can't ever reach that. So how on earth am I supposed to do that? Or, you know, I could see, you know, men also using it to weaponize their wives. Like, Hey, this is what a good wife does, you know, go do all these different things. And so I think there's a, there, there could be some downsides of downsides, not the right word. Um, is hurdles the right word? I'm, I'm trying to think of the right word. Um, negatives. There could be some negatives that also could taken from this passage mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. So, so I do like how you have it broken up here. We're talking about what are the characteristics when we break them down? Cause I don't want anyone to hear all this. And after we have the conversation of either go, man, my wife sucks. That's what we don't want to have that happen in this conversation or the man. Um, I can never amount to that. I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm worthless. I can't be all I need to be for my husband. Or so, get to a practical side of like, I don't even know how to sew. How can I make my own clothes and bed linens? And like, yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, I've heard so many things things out there when you talk about a Proverbs 31 woman, oh, you got to be able to to cook and clean and sew and, uh, and run your own business. And yeah, like this, these are the things that you have to be have able to honor do at the it. city gates. Yeah. Well, that was the husband that had the honor at the city gates, but, uh, you know, all, all these different things that, uh, that, that are put on people and the expectations of, yeah, and let her works praise her at the city gates. Oh, I thought it was him. That's earlier. Uh, but that's it. it's like she is such an amazing person that not, not only is she amazing sure, but sure. her kids are amazing because of her and her oh, whole family and her husband are her, amazing her husband of her is as well. known at the city gates yeah yeah anyways like, uh, this is this is a boss babe right here <clears throat> yeah so so i wanted to break it down into to, all right we're gonna look at 
Proverbs 31, but let's break down some of the characteristics of the overlying because it's like, all right, do all these things apply to all women? Does every woman have to know how to sew and to make clothing and bed linens like in order to be a godly woman? Is that what you're supposed to do? If you got to make culottes, I guess so. <clears throat> well... <laughs> I want Sorry, to, funny joke. All right, keep going, keep going. I threw you off. My bad, boss. You didn't. Uh, so I, I wanted to hit on, I'm trying to remember how many, because it was a while ago I wrote this, uh, eight different breakdowns. So eight different characteristics that we find. That we find in, in Proverbs, Proverbs 31, 31 that we're going to break down a little bit. So okay. the number one is the fearing the Lord, right? So the foundation of a godly womanhood is a deep reverence and fear of the Lord. Proverbs 31, 30 tells us charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. A godly woman prioritizes her relationship with God, seeking to honor and please him above all else. Like So that's like, number one, God is center of a godly woman, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't expect this uh, out of... Out of um, I don't know, Kim Kardashian. I, I don't know if she's a Christian or not, but I wouldn't expect this out of a non-Christian, right? I wouldn't right. expect them to keep Christ and God at their at their forefront. And he, we know even in a godly marriage, Christ should always be the center and at the forethought of all of our marriages. Oh, 100% so with our decisions and thoughts just, and everything, yeah. In, in this aspect of fearing the Lord, it's not just women that should fear the Lord. It is also the husband that should fear the Lord. And obviously we're talking more about women because we already did the man episode. Now we're talking about the woman episode now. So, uh, so what is the fear of the Lord? So the believer's fear is reverence of God. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 28 and 29 is a good description of this. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. And so worship God acceptably, acceptably with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. This reverence and awe are exactly what the fear of God means for Christians. This is a motivating factor for us to surrender to the creator of the universe. So it's the fear of the Lord, right? Because you're thinking fear, oh, I'm scared. No, it's like a, a reverence and awe of who he is and what he has done. The creator of all things in Christ that has died on the cross for our sins, has given himself as the payment of death for us. It's a reverence and awe of that. And a lot of it goes back to identity because i mean obviously i mean physically speaking you're attracted to janelle and i'm attracted sure, to beth and sure. that's not a bad thing that's the way it's created to be but what the passage is trying to say is what is what, what what's what's the woman's um her whole being found in is it found in just being pretty is it or vanity right. or you know and beth and i joke about people all the time where it's like man their identity is they skinny like that is like that is that's their personality right. or like his personality is abs but that's his personality, his abs. But I've seen them being like, you know, all like juicy. You know, that, that whole, you remember those uh, pants back in the day oh, with geez. the juicy pants? Like, yeah. oh, that's a juicy girl right there. Like, no, like that's her identity. And that's a like, lot of no. people. And, and, and I think we're seeing that more and more in culture as, as you know, TikTok and Instagram is growing like crazy. OnlyFans is growing like crazy where yeah. people are putting their entire identity, personality stake in how they look and how they can present themselves to the world for them to get the right response back. Whereas in reality here, it flat out just says a godly woman, you know, uh, where, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Right. So a lot of time we want to praise people for what they look like or what they do or what they can do for us. But in reality, it's a fact of no, no, no. We praise her works because she fears the Lord. So therefore we're even praising the Lord in that too. Yeah. We're saying, wow, this woman is incredible because she puts God first. Right. And so a lot of, and so rather than, you know, marrying someone who's legit, like their, their, their personality is bougie. No, their well, personality is they love Jesus. And you got to remember as a Christian, right? Not man and woman. And I, I want to try to keep trying to tie these back because not everything just applies to just women and men gets to escape out of this, but we are a reflection. <laughs> yep. We are a reflection of 
of God, right? So oh, yeah, when, back to when we image. have a, a healthy fear of the Lord, right, that reverence and awe of him, that reflection goes out and shows other mm, people. I like that, the word reflection. So, I like that. And that's what we are. We are, we are uh, what I like to say, a looking mirror. Right, mm-hmm. we're looking mirror, right? So when people look at us, they should see God. We should mirror, have mirror that. on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Jesus God is. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, God is. Jesus, we'll go. We'll go with it, bro. I it, like the it. Trinity, the, the, the Triune God. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, so yeah, number one would be fear of the Lord. Uh, number two is wisdom and discernment. Throughout Scripture, wisdom is highly esteemed, and a godly woman pursues wisdom and discernment. Uh, Proverbs 31, 26 describes the virtuous woman saying her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction are on her tongue. A godly woman seeks to grow in wisdom, applying God's truth to her decisions, actions, and interactions with others. So this uh, this next thing comes from uh, it's a website called Well Watered Woman. Uh, her name is Laura De Entremont, and I really loved what oh, she that's said. That's her last name. Yeah, I loved what she said in this article, though. She said, "Without looking me in the eyes, women have said, I'm not like you. I don't know how to recognize when something isn't in line with God's word. Mm. But I am no one special. This is Laura speaking, not me. Uh, my ability to discern doesn't come from the special gifting or extensive training." It's not because I've spent hours researching every single Bible teacher and memorizing which ones are false and which ones are solid. I tried that and failed miserably. I am only able to discern truth from error because God is at work in my heart through his word and the Holy Spirit, which can be true of you as well. Scripture is the measuring or is the measure against which we should all hold every Bible teacher, even the ones committed to sound doctrine. All people, no matter how careful and studious, make mistakes and misinterpret, but God's word is always perfect. Uh, and that comes from Psalm 19, 7 through 9. Rather than looking to see if Scripture agrees with the teacher's word, we need to examine the teacher against God's word to see if they align with it. This is impossible if we aren't already abiding in scripture. So mm. it's not just having the wisdom, but having the discernment along with it. it. And you don't have that unless you're in the word, in God's word and spending that time with him. And that's where you really grow in that, that w- wisdom and uh, understanding uh, the loving instructions that come from your mouth is understanding the attributes of God and who he is and how he would treat others. And I think of, you know, the book of Acts with the Bereans, anything Paul said, they went back and were like, mm, we're going to fact check you, homie. Like, make sure right. you know what we're talking 100%. about. Now, I, I, I did want to pull it up because like in 1 Corinthians 12, it does, verse 4, it says, there are different gifts, sure, but the same spirit. And sure. so there are people who will be able to discern better or you know, have different gifts that are supposed to be used to edify the body. So there will be people that can discern better than others. But I do like that she said, though, the fact of it's not so much that I am the only one who can do this. It's the fact of I'm so engrossed in the truth, I can be able to discern what's right and what's wrong. And that's the thing. It's not the, she's not talking about the the old bank teller illustration. She's not talking about the gift of discernment. No, it's just the fact She's talking about having discernment. I have discernment, right? I know what to let my kids watch and what not to let them watch, right? What's appropriate for their age and what is not. That's called discernment right there. Mm -hmm. Just in knowing what is age appropriate for them by knowing them, by knowing the world, by knowing how this movie or book or music and then is. It's, this is what we're having to do with at our house is then having the guts to do something about it. Right. Like it's one thing to just, just, it's one thing to discern it. It's another thing to actually be able to carry it out. And it talks about like right here in verse 26, where it says her mouth speaks wisdom and loving instruction is on her tongue. But that's the thing, right? So you that's, know? that's discernment is noticing wisdom is knowing how to apply it to the situation, right? Mm, yep. Not knowledge, wisdom. 
Discernment, I can see it. Wisdom, I can apply it, right? And that's where it's uh, her mouth speaks wisdom. She has the wisdom. And loving instructions are on her tongue. That is also wisdom, right? Knowing how to handle the situation in a loving manner, right? So you can speak truth, and we talk about it all the time here on the, on the podcast, speaking the truth in love. You, could, you We should always, the truth should always be on our lips, and so should love, mm-hmm. right? Not saying, oh, well, you, what you're doing is fine. We love you. Like, that's not what and, no, and, it's and, no, what you're doing is wrong, and, and we're telling you because we love you. And instruction isn't always nice. Right. You got to be kind when you do it, but the what's the goal of instruction? It's to correct what's wrong. I mean, I remember like you know whether it's basketball, soccer practice. You know, we we both had those different sports, or if we're in theater or we're in music, we're learning things. We have teachers who are trying to teach us stuff. They're going to say, "No, you're doing this wrong. Here's the right way to do it." Right. And so when it goes back to a godly woman, yes, she fears God, but she she also has discernment and wisdom when it's time to actually speak and correct and teach and train, not just sit there and be a, a wallflower. Yeah. So no, 100%, I like it. Hundred percent. Well, we're thirty minutes in. I only got through two. <laughs> All right. Number. Let's two, keep going. Out, out of eight. <laughs> Let's keep trucking. Number three: strength and honor. Mm. A godly woman embodies strength and honor. Get that CrossFit girl. <laughs> Proverbs 3125 states, strength and honor are her clothing, and she can laugh at the time to come. This strength is not merely physical, but encompasses encompasses her inner resilience, emotional stability, and spiritual fortitude. A godly woman walks with confidence, knowing her worth and value in Christ. And I, I love that that last part, that value in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so connect uh connect us fund. Wow. It's hard to read when it's a URL. (laughs) Um, Natalie uh, Rigoli puts it this way. She says, number one, she is clothed. It is clear from advertisements and from seeing this uh, disparity between uh, square footage devoted to women's garments versus men that women of the world concern themselves with their clothes. First Peter 3.3 3 says, your beauty sh- uh, should not come from outward adornments such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothing. Rather, the godly woman will be clothed with her Christ-like character, right? It's back to knowing your worth and your value. Number two, with strength and dignity, the particular qualities that this verse describes as the adornment of a godly woman are strength and dignity. These traits fit nicely together as you won't find strength of character without dignity that accompanies it. And you won't find dignity in a person who is weak. Unfortunately, the culture has redefined what is strong in a woman. Uh, It seems to mean sassy, insolent, disrespectful, and undignified. The world sees anger and calls it strength. The world celebrates emotionalism as strong, even in men. This is a deception. True strength of character comes from a strength of spirit, Luke chapter 1, verse 80, that only comes by union with God through Christ. Number three, she can laugh at the days to come. She can laugh because she has lived so wisely and is prepared for what may come in the future. She can laugh at the aging that is inevitable inevitable because she does not think like the woman of the world who worship beauty and youth. She looks forward to growing spiritually and in wisdom. The godly woman trusts God and leans not on her own understanding. Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Great through I'm sorry, great though her understanding may be as a wise woman of God. So back to strength and honor in this. All right. So she's her strength and honor are her clothing, and she can laugh at the time to come. It all comes back to not looking to the world. And this is where I want to tie all this stuff back in, including her article. Um, There's things I agree and things I don't agree about what she says in there. But I think it comes back to, and the point she's trying to hit at home is that 
it comes back to that inner beauty, right? So we know the outer beauty fades. It fades for everything in this world from books to coins to jewelry to people on and on and on and on to even computers, right? You know a thing or two about fading. A couple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it comes back to knowing your inner worth and your inner beauty with your union in the unity of Christ, finding your value in Christ rather than finding your value in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where that strength comes from. That's where she can laugh at the time to come because it's not about what's to come because she knows who she is in Christ. And and, But I also do think that we also have to remember it's not just that too, though, because like when we go back up here to verse 21, Mm -hmm. um, it says she's not afraid for her household when it snows for all in her household are doubly clothed. Mm -hmm. And so like homegirls prepare too. So when these times do come up, not only does she have to, you know, laugh at what may come because, you know, she has security who she is, but there's also the reality of she can laugh at the times that are come because she's prepared for it too. Sure. But part of that you know? is, is understanding her identity in Christ, right? That's the preparing that needs to take place. We're, we're talking about the characteristics, not the outward, but the characteristics of a godly woman. So the characteristics is finding that strength, finding that strength and honor in, in her value in Christ, knowing her worth, right? And that's, that's where... True. That's where that strength As the future is. comes, yeah. Right. All right, cool. Let's keep going. All right, so number four. N- number four, diligence and excellence. Proverbs 31 paints a picture of a woman who is diligent and strives for excellence in all areas of her life. Whether it's caring for her family, managing her household, or pursuing her work, she does so with the dedication and commitment. A godly woman seeks to use her talents and gifts to glorify God and bless those around her. So among friends, women ministry at HCF Women says this, diligent comes from the Latin uh, diligere, which means to value highly, to take delight in. But in English, it is always meant careful and hardworking. If you're a diligent worker, you don't just bang away at your job. You earnestly try to do everything right. The Bible defines diligence as the effort to do one's part while keeping faith and reliance on God. In other words, diligence diligence and faith are two sides of the mystery. One does not know how, despite one's effort, it's, it all works out. But diligence, when combined with faith, assures spiritual success. Later on, they finish with this. It's very important to find balance. Sometimes you must pour more into your marriage, children, or work, but always, yes, always find time to rest. You are honoring God not only with your body, but with your heart, mind, and soul when you rest, right? We see this as the Sabbath, right? So Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Scripture is so important in our day and in our lives, and I've held on to Romans 12, verse 9 through 11 during different seasons of my life. It says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, preserving in tribulation, devoted to prayer, Contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Hospitality, I'm sorry. I'd like to leave you with this important truth. Spend time with Jesus and ask him what he wants you to be diligent in during the season of your life. The Holy Spirit is faithful in hearing and guiding you. God is good all the time. I pray that your heart becomes diligent, uh, able to make better what has been found in your due season of faith and to take delight in it. God can saturate you with joy in doing the hard things. <clears throat> so again, it's about that diligence and ex- excellence about that being that 
that woman who strives to care for her family, manage her household, pursue her work, uh, and be dedicated, committed, but also knowing the time when, hey, in the season of life, maybe I need to rest as well, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's all that. It's understanding all that, but doing it well. A lot of what I'm I'm reading with with this patch is with you know diligence and excellence. It's a lot of preparedness as well, and so like you know you're not able to extend extend your hand to the poor if you're not prepared to do that. Your kids cannot be clothed in the winter unless you're prepared to do that. You um you know to, or she sees that her profits are good and that her lamp never goes out at night. You can't have oil unless you've prepared to do that. Mm -hmm. And I do think there is a beauty to be said about what a lot of wives do. I know Janiel does this for you guys and Beth is I mean she's homegirl's so obsessed with Dave Ramsey. She could probably take over for him on the show here pretty soon of just being prepared for, you know, what does the next 10 years look like for for us and the kids? What are the next 15? What are the next, you know, retirement age in these different areas where we're able to take care of our family, we're able to take care of the needs of our friends. We're able to take care of needs as we see people are needing those needs as well. And so I do think there's a, a level of, um, I think this is one that a lot of Christians specifically, because I come out of the conservative side, right? Mm -hmm. Where I think there's a lot that, that I'm trying to think of the, the, the best way to word this without going to either too far ahead or, or, or too much into the weeds, but basically the fact of, you know, the, the wife's job isn't just to, you know, be in the kitchen barefoot pregnant, making a sandwich. Like there's a lot more that the wife does to literally run the household. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and, and I know I want to make sure I say a big thanks to Beth because she does that so, so well, especially in the season with Lennox of always being prepared to take care of the different things with being diligent and being excellent and all those different things. Cause it's so easy to fall into that lackadaisical mindset. And so I do think it's one of those things where that really is a, a gift and a blessing and a grace that God gives to moms to be able to step up in those ways and to wives to step up in those ways too. And it's something that we definitely can't take for granted either. Well, but it goes beyond that, right? Cause not everybody's family situation looks like that either. Right. And, and you pointed that out during last week's episode of what is a godly man that right things, circumstances could dictate otherwise, right? It might be the woman out there uh, working hard. Absolutely. I mean, and so, but, but it's doing whatever it's doing, whatever you're doing, doing it with commitment and excellence and doing it unto the Lord, not unto yourself. Right. And, and that's what I see the godly woman. Again, when we look back at to point one, right, it's fearing the Lord. It's keeping that awe and that reverence of God. It's keeping God at the center and doing all these things, but not just doing them for her family, even though she does them for her family. It's all ultimately doing them for God as a servant of God, right? Everything that you do, do as you would do unto the Lord. And so that's what it all should go back to for every Christian in every life, right? Whether we're podcasting, whether we're on doing, you know, social media, whether we're doing marketing, whether we're a steel maker or a steel worker or a mechanic or a bread maker or a worker at McDonald's, we should do everything as we're doing it under the Lord and doing it with our commitment and our excellence. And here in Proverbs 31, we see all these things that, that the, the Proverbs 31 woman is doing and she's doing it with excellence, but at the center focus, she's keeping the fear of the Lord and keeping him at the center focal point of her life mm -hmm. while doing it. <clears throat> yep. All right. All right, let's keep going. So point five, compassion and kindness. Godly women display compassion and kindness t towards others. So should all Christians. Uh, Proverbs 31.20 says, Her hands reach out to the poor, and she extends her hands to the needy. A woman who follows Christ's example extends love and care to those in need, showing empathy and compassion in both words and in actions. So day young, I came as pronounce her name tonight uh dana dana i'm guessing dana Otino. 
Latino. I can't remember. Uh, she's from, uh, she is a message, and this is what she has to say. Proverbs 31, women demonstrate compassion and kindness to those around her. She is a kind-hearted woman who ex, uh, exudes pure Christian love. Look for opportunities to extend a helping hand, show empathy, and offer encouragement to others. Galatians 6, 10 says, reminds us, so then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Practice compassion, uh, compassionate acts of kindness. Actively listen to others and seek to understand their needs. Let your compassion be a reflection of Christ's love in your life. The Proverbs 31 woman's compassion and support inspire us to engage in acts of service and uplifting others. Through biblical wisdom, godly character, and honoring God, we can positively impact our world. And again, I think that should be the focal point of every single Christian. Every single Christian should have that as their focal point of, of this is how we should be. We should be kind and compassionate. Well, absolutely. Look at James. You know, right. true, true religion is taking care of widows and orphans in their distress. Right. Um, we see Jesus taking care of the little children and taking care of the the lepers, those that were outcast right. and, and forgotten about. Um, you see that even even in the Old Testament, the, the the Israelites were supposed to even take care of those who were on the fringes. It says, you know, when you're when you're grazing or when you're um, clearing your fields for food, make sure you leave grains there for those who are less fortunate than you too. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, all Christians, whether you're male, female, married or not. Kindness and compassion is supposed to be what extrudes all right. of, out of all of us. But, Absolutely. But going back to the Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. Uh, chapter, or verse 20 says, her hands reach out to the poor and she extends her hand to the needy. I mean, that's it's her showing compassion and kindness to those that are in need. Yep. That's what she's doing. Right. So number six, a life of influence. A godly woman recognizes the influence she carries and uses it to impact others for good. Proverbs 31, 26 mentions that her mouth speaks wisdom a godly woman understands the power of her words and seeks to speak life, encouragement, and truth into the lives of those around her. Abigail and David from 1 Samuel uh, chapter 5, basically, uh, this is, uh, I wanted to bring in this story, and I, I know you're familiar with it, but those who are listening may not be familiar with the story. Uh, so while f uh, fleeing from Saul, David's men sought, to supply, uh, sought supplies from a wealthy man named Nabal. Nabal insulted David's men and refused to help them. It's such a fun story. David intended to slay Nabal and his servants, Whoosh. but Nabal's wife, Abigail, interceded and calmed David, right? She like threw herself before David and was Calm like, please, sir. Yourself. So David spared Nabal's life. Eventually, then, God killed Nabal, uh, and David married Abigail. Uh, as he was very impressed with her, right? Because she she showed that that uh, virtue and that that she had a life of influence. She she influenced David, this mighty him and his mighty men who were going to go and destroy Nabal. And uh, her influence, her godly influence over David. Uh, David said, "It's because of you. You've you've spared your husband's life this day." Uh, I think it was First Samuel twenty five. At least that's what I put in the notes. <laughs> I remember reading it when I was writing the notes. Um, so it's just a, and it goes back to that, that Proverbs 31, 26, where it says her mouth speaks wisdom. And we talked about that a little bit earlier, but it's, it's not only just the, the influence that she may have over others. It's the influence she has in her household, right? The influence she may have with her husband, right? So we're as a husband and a wife team combo, we're supposed to be partners. She's supposed to be our helpmate. She's supposed to help influence us in the decisions we make. There's that old saying that, oh, you know, the man is the head, but the woman is the neck who turns the head, which, you know, either My way, right? Fat Greek wedding, <laughs> yeah, baby. Right? You might think it's that, but the wife and, is the neck and she can turn the head any way she pleases. And it should be in a, in a godly man, marriage. It should be, I mean, semi 
semi true because it should be the man and the woman talking over issues together and coming to a consensus decision and then carrying it out as a as a consensus family like that they're moving forward in one unit being one flesh in everything that they do and sometimes and i know this is true for me i might be in the wrong and my wife janiel has a little influence over me. Janiel, you can speak up. You don't I have may, to say sometimes. I may be like, <laughs> I, I have a bad tendency in my gut reaction to overreact, and she calms me. She's like, hey, take take five. Think about say, it. Janiel is a voice of reason. She is. Like, that is, and, that and is she, a gift Janiel has. And it she definitely is a has, voice of reason. Even she, for us, for the show, 100%. 100%. And so, so she has had influence over me and the decisions that I make, right? She's kind of my sounding board. I, I talk to her about everything. Like, she's my sounding board. Like, hey, I got, this is this is what I'm thinking. This is, oh, I'm so mad. I'm, this happened at work. And she's like, just, just hold on. Hold on. Just think about it, right? And it's like, and she's not trying to teach me or trying to lead me, but she is allowing God in her gifting to influence me and what I'm doing. And, and in a marriage, that's how a marriage should work. There should Absolutely. be a level of influence from the godly woman. And the thing that, that distinguishes a godly woman from a non-godly woman is the way in which they influence. Okay. And what I mean by that is how many times have you heard non-godly women say, candy shop is closed. Like that's a not that's oh. a that's not a good <laughs> Man, way. That took me a little bit. I'm like candy shop. That is oh. not a good influencing way, right? That's not a godly way to influence your husband. It's a non godly way to influence your husband. Like I'm going to uphold myself from you unless you make this decision. Like that's not good way to influence people. I'm just saying. Uh, but a, a godly way would be to be the voice of reason to be that sounding board where the husband can come home and and talk to her and have these ideas. And not even, but more than a sounding board, because when you look at what the word helpmate is, sure. it's kind of like when you're building a tent and you're putting all the stakes together, unless there's resistance from the other poles, the poles ain't going to stay up. Right. You know, and that's where that, that term helpmate comes in sure. is the fact of literally you take two two by fours and you stick them together. They're, they're pressing against each other, but right. it's only because they're pressing against each other because they're trying to do one common well, purpose and goal. And what I mean by sounding board is that it's somebody I can talk to mm -hmm. and they're going to. Tell me they tell what you what's I need up. to hear. Right? Beth is very good at that. When too. I play a wrong note, I'm going to hear that wrong note come back at me. Right? It's going to be like, whoa, that's a bad note. But when I play a right note, that right note's going to come. That's a sounding board. Like <laughs> That's the way it works. Mm -hmm. um, so she should have that life of influence over her children, over her community. She should be that one, that kind, compassionate. She should have that influence, that reflection of God's light to the world around her, having that life of influence. You know, I think of two examples coming from the New Testament. One is uh, with Priscilla and Aquila. And you see Aquila, you know, she's out there grinding with, uh, yeah, I think I think Aquila is the wife versus Priscilla. Or Pris I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah. So, so she's out there, you know, doing the tent making thing with her husband. She's taking Paul in, um, even teaching him some stuff too. But they brought in Apollos. Mm -hmm. And she was a part of, of, of that rearing of of apollos you know the other you know i'm for paul or i'm for apollos well apollos wouldn't have been apollos if priscilla and aquila didn't take it even says take him in and mm -hmm. teach him how to use wisdom intact in his speech um well we'll look at timothy right and that, that's, that's the other example i was gonna bring up is timothy with uh the apostle paul says don't leave the things that your mother and your grandmother taught you right the influence that they had over the influence him. that they had over timothy and so you see now this is the crazy thing too i, I hear um, Andy Stanley, Andy Stanley says this all the time too, where when you look at religions across the entire world, even today, right now, Christianity has always had the best, for lack of a better word, view on who women are and how women play a, a role in it. Because women aren't just, you know, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a, a, a possession. Like sure. they have the, a lot of right, in the right, Middle right. East, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. like, you know, some people, they, they, they prefer their camel over their wife or their wife is just to produce like in the new Testament times, you know, wives were just to produce babies, but then prostitutes were for pleasure. And the apostle Paul was like, uh, no, back that up. That, that's that not, how that's not how it's supposed to be. And so when you see a lot of times when you read about the, the, the women of the new Testament who followed Jesus, who you know, trained Apollo, uh, Apollo, that's, that's not right. Apollos trained Apollos, uh, trained Timothy. It's the fact of they used the wisdom intact that they have from over the years. And they were able to live a life of influence in such a way that really changed the world. Right. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's get going boss. So number seven, humility and submission to God's will, right? Humility and submission to God's will are crucial aspects of a godly womanhood. A godly woman recognizes that her life is surrendered to God's guidance and trusts in his plan for her. She willingly submits to his authority and seeks to align her desires and decisions with his word. Again, this is one of those characteristics that should be of all Christians, right? We should all show humility and submission to God's will. So Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in the view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 through 22 says, Now may the God of peace who brought you up from the dead, or from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, equip you with every good, uh, everything good to do his will, working in us what is pleasing in the sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I urge you to receive this message of exhortation, for I have written to you briefly. So again, it's just submitting ourselves and having that humility, that humbleness to to follow God and his will and what that will is for our lives. And sometimes it looks like God opening the door and we just walk through it. And sometimes we go to walk through it and that door slammed in our face. I mean, sometimes, sometimes that's it's the true. easiest way to figure out the God's will. I mean, uh, and sometimes it's like a playground. And there we go. <laughs> uh, so uh, the last thing I've got here, and then I want to get into five practical. Yeah. Now, things. before you do that, I just okay, want to recap, so bring us back up to speed of all the ones we talked about, um, right? Okay. So, so far, the characteristics of a Proverbs 31 woman, we've seen that number one, she fears the Lord. Number two, she has wisdom and discernment and properly uses it. Number three is she has strength and honor. Number four, diligence and excellence. Number five, compassion and kindness. Number six, a life of influence. Number seven, humility and submission to God's will. And last but not least, Fuller, what do we got? Number eight, growing in godly character. Again, something that every Christian should be doing. A godly woman is continually growing in godly character. She recognizes that spiritual growth is a long life journey, and she seeks to become more like Christ each and every day. This involves studying God's word. So again, this is something that should encompass every Christian's mind. And we go back to that Romans chapter 12, where it talks about don't be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The renewal of your mind only comes from growing in Christ. I think of the fruits of the spirit, right? And, and these, these spiritual fruits, which we should have, well, that doesn't just happen, right? I don't go and go, all right, I give my life to Christ and have all the spiritual fruits. It's just not something that comes naturally to us. We have to grow in that godly character. And guess what? We're messy 
sinful human creatures. So that character may take a while to cultivate, but allow the Holy Spirit through the Word of God and through the influence of others, good godly Christians, to help cultivate that good godly character within each woman, but not with just in each godly woman, in each Christian. I like it. So I don't know how else to end it. I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I can't follow up. That's good. That was good. <laughs> so I'm gonna, fi- I'm gonna finalize this, and and this is gonna be my final thought. Okay. Right? Yeah, uh, but it, I'm, it's I'm gonna be highly mine right now. It's gonna be a quick five, uh, five practical ways to be a godly woman, and this comes from Heather Riggleman of Christianity.com. So I'm, it's not even my final thought. It's her final thought, and I thought it was good. So number one, always stay in God's word. Know what the Bible says, study it, read it every day, understand what scriptures say within context. Keyword there, context. God's word is our go-to source for wisdom, encouragement, and nourishment. Number two, pray. Ask God to use your gifts, your personality, and your community to further his kingdom. Ask God to reveal to you the things that matter to him. Take all the truths, or I'm sorry, take all your hurts, worries, dreams, and petitions to God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 is our battle cry. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Number three, knowing the things that matter. Mm. Hold firm to the beliefs that God has placed heavily on your heart. When you make a stand for these issues, make sure you know why God stands for them too. Number four, speak with gentleness. Always remember who you represent every time you open your mouth to voice an opinion or an idea. And always speak with love. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 1 reminds us, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And number five, respect authority. All authority comes from God, and he calls us all to respect those he places in authority over us. This includes husbands, fathers, pastors, elder, and other leaders. And, I mean, Romans 13. Just read Romans 13. That's the governments. That's the authorities and and everybody that God has put put over not just women, but over all of us. And I feel like that's kind of for all of us, to be honest with you. Like, I don't think that separates men or women because like even, you know, all of us should stay in God's word. 100%. We should all be praying. We should all keep the main things, the main things. Yep. Number four, speak with, I mean, in gentleness, humility, let each, you know, treat others the way that we want to be treated. Speak with that gentleness and then also respect those that God put in our authority. Like, I think that's. Isn't it amazing how the Proverbs 31 woman really speaks to a lot of Christianity. <laughs> That's pretty, basically pretty much what it is, right? Basically, be, yeah. Be a good Christian. <laughs> be, be, be a good person. And you know, like, that's that's what I was thinking about. Like, and when we wrap it all up, um, the the first verse really kind of breaks it down, where it says, "Who can find a good wife of noble character?" And I think that's where a lot of this comes down to is of what makes a godly woman. Is a lot of it comes back to your character and and. Character and integrity is one of those things where I know we talked about this on a previous episode where character is it's built in the dark, but it's shown in the light. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do what you haven't practiced. Right. Like, uh, like in the, that's what the Bible talk uh, calls a fake. It calls a hypocrite. It calls a right. whatever of the fact of, you know, you don't do any of the work behind the scenes 
and then all of a sudden you expect to show up and make an A on the test. Like mm-hmm. that, that that's mm-hmm. not how it works. But if we're trying to find a woman as dudes who has noble character, we need to look for these types of qualities, you know? And you got to have noble character yourself. Exactly. You got to make sure you're proper one to 30 dude. And, you know, when I was thinking about, okay, when we wrap all these different thoughts up, I was like, this popped in my head and it's really funny, but it's just going to be what it's going to be. I know you can see it on your, on your mm-hmm. screen too, where it says, you know, okay, so a godly woman from Proverbs 31 takes care of the inside, the which char- is herself. The characteristics. The characteristics that we're talking about. Right. She fears the Lord. She, it, it not in order to get in order to be wise, you have to gain wisdom. Like you have to gain discernment. It's it, it's it's an exercise. It's a muscle that you have to do. So you know, a godly woman takes care of the inside, but then homegirl also grinds on the outside. She takes like care of business. She, she gotta, grinds she on the does outside. Because it even says the fact of she see her her profits are good. Sure, girl makes bank. Sure. Girl actually clothes her kids. She is known in the community. She is talked about in the streets. It even says like Whatever. let her praise is like let her works be praised in the in 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 the what they call it, in the city gates. Yeah, whatever her responsibilities are, she's taking care of it and doing it to the fullest ability of herself. That's it. And so she takes care of the inside. She grinds on the outside. But then also, and this was a big thing, and this is what I know made me fall in love with Beth, is she cares for others' insides and outsides too. Mm. The fact that she cares about other people's hearts, where it talks about that she actually speaks words of wisdom. Mm-hmm. She actually cares what's going on in people's heart. But she also physically takes care of other people too, like the, those who are poor and downtrodden, mm-hmm. her own kids you know, other people in the community as well at the clothing that she makes and whatnot. So for a godly woman, it's, you know, takes, she takes care of her inside. She grinds on the outside and she takes care of other people's inside and outside. Gen Z. (laughs) That's good, man. I like it. That's a youth pastor. That's a youth pastor sermon right there. (laughs) Any other final thoughts before we get some fun facts, my dude? I've given all mine, my friend. All right, let's do it. Time for fun facts with February. All right, my dude. We are under an hour for the first time in like forever besides Revive Fest. So what fun fact do you got to send us on our merry way, my dude? Did you know Walt Disney hated Goofy? What? (laughs) Yuck. I mean, Goofy's annoying. Don't get me wrong. As one of the first Disney staples, you'd be surprised to know that Disney actually hated the character of Goofy. Wow. He thought the cartoon was stupid, and the only reason he kept the character was to save others, other workers' livelihoods. He was caring about other wait, people. Wait, wait. So, so because that other people like drew him in and other like shorts and yeah, stuff like that? Because they were they had like dedicated themselves to drawing Goofy. That's and why. Doing he all the work Goofy. of Goofy. So he literally took a massive pay cut. He because hated, he 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 didn't want to just save money because he hated it, but he's he, like, you know, what, we're gonna keep it just to make sure you guys are okay. He hated Goofy and thought it was stupid. He thought the cartoon of Goofy was like the staple well, of, but of Goofy, man. But now look at it. we got a Goofy movie. Oh man, Goofy's like all over, man. I all mean, over. Goofy is the hot dog dancing king, bro. <laughs> hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. I got me a hot dog. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, right. The dance. The little floaty fly. And he's like the most iconic voice, I think, for, for Disney characters. Oh, I mean, yeah, well, that's 100%. not true because... Well, him and Mickey Mouse. Mickey is huge, but the, but you still got like, you know, you got Donald Duck. Oh, yeah, right. Which is, uh, you know, that bit. I can't even do it I anymore. Can't, I can't do it I at can't all. Do I've Donald never been Duck, able to do it. But, but you can do Goofy. Uh, yeah, kind of. Kind of. 
I don't know how to end this episode. Um, <laughs> Anyways, this is what happens when we don't have coffee. Thank you guys for, for hanging out with us tonight, <laughs> talking about what does a godly woman look like. We appreciate you guys week in and week out and all your commitment that you give to this podcast and not just to this podcast, but also leaving your uh, wonderful comments and reviews uh, to encourage us and to encourage others to listen to the show. We appreciate you. If you have not yet joined the Facebook community page, Real Talk Christian Podcast Community, go there, join now where we continue the conversations. And and, you know, you don't want to be goofy and be almost deleted. We want you to interact inside of that Facebook group, too. That was a bad transition. I went for don't it. But don't, yeah, don't, don't make the Facebook group <laughs> suck. But we have a whole lot of fun over there. Um, check us out on YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and the bell notification. So that way, if we ever do go live, you are the first to know. Just like always, leave those ratings and reviews. And when you do and you hear us read them on the show, reach back out to us at realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com with your address, and we'll get that mini swag bag in the mail. Well, Fuller, it was a pleasure to get back in the studio. Yes, right, sir. Get back up on that bike was riding. was a little bit awkward, but it was a fun we did process we to there. get here, man. So I love you, Fuller, so much, my dude. You too, bro. And we love you guys out there in listener land as well. So until next time, take it easy.